Hello, 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 everyone. This is Nick Satuni, Head of Operations from Coded Minds. Hi, I'm Alexa Villanueva, also part of Coded Minds. I am part of the Banting and Best program. I'm one of the ELCC educators there. All right. And Alexa, thank you very much for taking the time and showing up here in our podcast to give to our listeners a little piece of what the <laughs> Banting and Best program can actually be. So first things first, I just want to tell the, the listeners a little bit about our program, right? Benting and Best is one of our five programs that Coded Minds runs here in the city of Calgary, Alberta, Canada. And it's one of the southernmost programs that we have in the city. Of course, uh, partnering up with the CBE in the Benting and Best School. But that's just for me who sits in the office all day and that's all I know. I'm going to let Alexa tell you guys a little bit about the program before we get started in telling how our educators in Benting and Best keep the kids engaged while learning. So go ahead, Alexa. All right. Well, we are a gym program. So, you know, we are uh, before and after care for school age kids from K to six. And we do a lot of STEM projects. So we're not just playing in the gym. <laughs> Very important, right? <laughs> Very important for everybody to know. It's not just I mean, yes, we do do games and activities, but our main thing is to help kids grow with technology. I mean, we everywhere, technology is everywhere we go, right? And it's best to start them off young, so you know, because they can incorporate sciences in it. They can incorporate so many different things. And it's just really great to teach them and see how they grow and um, just how every child has a different way of viewing things. So it's really nice to see each and every way they see things with technology, with creating things, um, the way they feel about using technology. Some are a little scared at first, some feel intimidated. <laughs> so it's really nice to be able to help them with all these different things, all these different problems. There we go. So it's it's interesting that you mentioned that, Alexa, that we as uh, a company, Coded Minds, is uh, technology, like an ad tech, as people like to call, right? And we <laughs> definitely want to bring that piece of the technology literacy into our programs while following all the patterns from licensing and whatnot, right? But uh, you mentioned something that I believe it might be even uh, the extra mile with Benting that I know because I know you guys pretty well there. That is this aspect of the technology integration. And you mentioned even a few examples of like kids that get a little scared and kids that go a little, you know, they just go crazy and they just enjoy technology. So why don't you tell us a little bit of how kids in Benting and Best, they had that kind of a hard time with technology and then out of the blue with all the activities that we gave them, they became more familiar, even happy using technology. Well, that's a great question. Actually, um, for example, I have a great example. Halloween just passed by, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. and, um, in our cur program, currently, we have a lot more younger little ones than the older ones. 
So, um, you know, some of the little, the older ones love Minecraft. You know, they they can hop on there and know exactly what they're doing in regards locating villages, creating, you know, their own little <laughs> worlds and things like that, right? The little ones, they're not too familiar with it. Um, and we noticed a lot of the little ones are kind of very skeptical when going onto a computer and saying, okay, let me hot the, you know, let me do this Minecraft challenge. Or, you know, some are very interested. Some are, I think they just didn't show interest because they didn't really know much about it. So what we tried for Halloween is something, you know, pretty simple for the little ones and a little harder uh, for the older ones. So we had two different challenges that they can choose from, you know, so that way they, whatever they feel comfortable. If the little ones wanted to challenge themselves and do the harder one, all for it, you know, because if, hey, if they feel like they could do it, awesome. So what we did was we told them um, to get 20 minutes of, you know, free gaming time on Minecraft. They must create um, a haunted house or carve a pumpkin on Minecraft. Oh, they just loved it. And you know what? We even <laughs> noticed some of the kids didn't even want the free playing time. They just they wanted just, to do the challenge. They just wanted to do the challenge and super excited to show us. And then some of the older kids were like, oh, you know, helping the little kindergartens and just, oh, I'll show you how to carve a pumpkin. And, oh, no, this way is better. And, oh, you can get bats from here and things like It was just really nice to see that even the ones that were intimidated to try it, they went ahead and, you know, they tried, they tried their best. And you know what? I, we had some carve like two, three pumpkins. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> it was just really nice to see that everybody tried it and everybody had fun and some didn't even want the playtime. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny that you mentioned that because uh, I am a true defender of the 21st century skills. And one of those skills that is paramount is collaboration, right? And uh, that's exactly what happened in that activity. So you are bringing the technology piece where kids who are already engaged, they just can, you know, continue doing whatever. But the kids that are not uh, very keen on it, they will have a chance to start in a kind of a lower level. And then the older kids will come to the younger kids and show and collaborate and interact in one activity that most importantly, it's familiar to everyone. Because as we know, uh, Canada, North American culture, right? Halloween is something that happens every year, <laughs> or at least it should. <laughs> and uh, all the activities that they'll be doing home or at school, like pumpkin carving, is something that it's not foreigner. You know, it's not an alien to them. Getting that activity from their day-to-day -day kind of every Halloween thing into the computer creates that familiarity where they are going to be able to do something that they already know just in a different media. So personally, I think that's a great way to introduce new tech, for example, because children are not going to go there. It's like, I don't know what to do. They actually <laughs> know what to do, right? They just need to apply that knowledge to a new media. And then that's when they start seeing how transferable skills can be. 
right? So that's a great example, Alexa. And I, like the kids were, I bet, super excited and they had like multiple projects after the, the whole activity, right? Oh, it was amazing. Uh, you know, because we only thought, okay, you know, it's only one we were asking and they just went, which is amazing. The haunted houses and then they wanted to join worlds. <laughs> Another aspect of collaboration, right? If they're in the same world, they can do the same project together, which is pretty awesome. Exactly. So, you know, that just uh, that just sparked uh, more ideas for us, the educators, on different uh, challenges to give them. And not only using Minecraft, I mean, using the other technology that we offer as well, like Makey Makey, which is another great one. They love making music <laughs> on that. <laughs> and you know the Ozobots, the little ones went crazy for Ozobots. Uh, like as, as an example, today we actually have a challenge this afternoon where it's we make a maze, but you you can use Lego if you feel if you want to use Lego. Uh, you can use Ozobots. You can use Minecraft. So we just gave them three different. You know, you can use the marble run or you can make your own marble run and kind of make a maze out of it. And, you know, I'm excited to see what they come up with, but just giving them the just giving them the opportunity to you make challenges, but with more than one with more than one center, you know, mm -hmm. it's an all big challenge, but with you can use things all around the center. It's not, you know, just one thing, not just Minecraft or not just Ozobots, but a variety, which is nice. And you touch a very interesting point here that is to give children option, which yes. falls into what we do in Code and Minds. That is kind of our philosophy when doing our programming. That is the programming is child led, right? So for you, friend listener who are not familiar with that term, we basically get children's interest and then we create activities based on those interests. So we're not your classic like classroom kind of a setting like a school. No, kids, they're not going to our programs to study. They're, go they're going to our programs to have fun. And while having fun, they're going to be learning things about technology, engineering, science, et cetera, et cetera. So Alexa, since you mentioned the whole idea of you uh, doing the, the child-led uh, programming, right? Would you mind explaining to us how does the child-led uh, preparation based on children's interest works in Benting? Okay, yes. So I think it works best, uh, like I said, we look for their interests and we're always prepared for anything. Each day is different right um maybe one day we're planning to make like i said mazes but maybe the children aren't really interested in that and one child is saying oh i want to make um i want to make a block like a, a tower using straws and some putty or some clay and then other kids start getting interested okay then you know what we switch it over and if you want, you can make a maze out of it, or you can make a building, or you can make any type of creation that you feel like. Uh, a bridge, you can make bridges with it. You can test the weight of objects with the bridges you make. You can do, you can open up so many different things when it's child-led, because um, of course we plan based on their interests 
And like I said, that might change within the day. It's always best to be open to changing your activities. <laughs> Do not always. love what you planned, right? Just again, go with the flow. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's nice. It's all, of course, we do have everything planned and ready. But like I said, hey, if children want to, the other day, one child wanted to start building with clay. The whole entire gym, all the kids wanted to play with clay. All the tables were occupied with the kids playing with clay. And we were so surprised because it's very, that all the kids are doing the exact same thing. And it was just amazing to see. And, you know, we changed the plan that day, you know, because everybody wanted to do clay. So we said, okay, we're changing it to clay today and making different models and structures and things with clay and people with clay and everything. <laughs> And it's funny that you mentioned that, which again, I, I personally am really proud of what we achieved in that, where, of course, you have to plan, because there are going to be days where children are just going to go to the program and they are tired and whatever we are going to be offering them to do. So like, sure, you know, I, I don't want to think, let's just go with the flow and have some fun and then learning something as we go. But we cannot love those ideas because kids, as you said, their minds are going to change. And one day they suddenly develop this interest in, I don't know, clay, dinosaurs, you know. And then, of course, by being us, by being adaptive, by being very flexible in our choices, we will allow children to do an activity based on their interest, which actually will sparkle uh, or even rekindle the fires that they had throughout the day. And then there you might be learning something or sharing something with a friend, right? About whatever passion that they have about dinosaurs, right? Yeah. So it, it all gets to that point where that flexibility, I think it's paramount in our uh, educators for childcare, just so they can continue to, again, rekindle that fire where kids will be excited on doing clay modeling or Minecraft pumping carving and anything else that they are interested in. Right. So this is this is very good. Yeah, that's a very good. The whole rekindling that reminded me again uh, yesterday. We had a child. He was feeling a little down after school. We uh, we tried, you know, supporting him and everything. He is a big Minecraft um, uh, enthusiast. enthusiast. <laughs> and so in order to, you know, get his spirits up, we let him make his own Minecraft challenge for his friends. You know, he was so excited, his spirit, and that was ch child-led, you know, he let his friends know when they would come to the tech side, and he'd say, okay, I made a challenge today, and the challenge is, he wanted people to find 29 diamonds. Ooh, cool. <laughs> 29 is an interesting number to have as well. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, he came up with it. And we rolled with it because, you know, what? he was super happy that he was able, he was kind of the teacher for the Minecraft challenge, you know, so he just, he loved it. He loved, uh, he went to check people's computer <laughs> to see if they, to see if they got the 29 diamonds. And it was just awesome because even the older kids joined in um, and it was just all fun and games, you know, it was all fun. And some little ones came and how do I find diamonds? How do I, you know, <laughs> I love that because he felt so 
like, you know, I know how to find them. Let me show you. And just just the fact that he led it, it was amazing. Same with um, in our maker space, the older ones, sometimes they create the purses, suitcases, and the little ones, oh, I want to make it. And we let them just lead, you know, well, that we're there to support and everything, but they want to, you know, teach the little, we're all for it, you know, whatever materials you need, we're there for it. <laughs> and we can connect this piece with another piece. That's one of the things that I want to ask you about. That is the leadership, right? <laughs> but the leadership and the system creation. So in this case of the, the diamond scavenger hunt in a way, right? A child went inside Minecraft, created a game, created a system. And that is completely arbitrary. And if you're going to think that deep, all systems are. Someone came up with that idea, and now that idea is the norm. So there is a lot of learning that can be uh, taken from, right? When a, a child goes in and creates a game, if you want to participate in that game, you need to follow the rules. That teaches our children about the rules. That teaches children about even the author of the rules. Who is that person? Why that person did that? Oh, I'm friends with that person. Maybe the person did what the person did because of X, Y, and Z. Right. So there is a lot of that social component that I'm very, very keen on as well, that children can at least be exposed to in order to fit into the group or participate in an activity that's not their go to, for example. Right. Which brings us to the leadership. You gave the leadership <laughs> possibility to one child. That child created a system and everybody engaged in that system. And let's be honest, being a leader in something, especially at such a young age, it's very, very exciting, <laughs> right? So how you guys at Bentley and Best allow children to have those leadership opportunities? I think we get, because in our program, what we do is we have, it's three of us, three educators there, and we split up. So we have gym side open. We have, you know, the makerspace, tech side, and of course, in between the toys and things that we also have for free exploration and everything. So I think, you know, by having all three of us in different spots, it creates different leadership opportunities in different sections of the gym. If you want to, maybe, maybe someone feels like they want to make up a gym game and they want friends to play their game. They can go to the gym side and, you know, lead a game, lead a game of soccer, lead a game of basketball or lead a game of whatever they, they came up with. Uh, one, it was dinosaur tag and dino, the, you know, these different games that they come up with, which is amazing. <laughs> or if you're, you know, if a child is feeling like leading some, let's say Ozobot racing, you know, if they, they can, they can grab some, we all grab some paper and if they want to be the leader of it, then we openly, you know, okay, whatever you need us to support, we will help you, you know, if they want to lead uh, a makerspace activity and say, hey, today, you know, I can we try doing this? I had a great idea at home, you know. Uh, one child, she made her own book with paper. <laughs> Ooh, that's super cool. <laughs> she, yeah, she took some construction paper. She drew some pictures. 
you know, I gave her the idea, you know, if you want to make pop-up pictures when you open the book, you can also do that. Um, then her friend was like, oh, I want to make a book too. And then, you know. <laughs> then everybody's making a book. <laughs> then we have a publishing company now. <laughs> well, and then us educators were like, this is amazing idea. You know, we, this is a great idea. You know, this gives us ideas and it helps us as educators because it gives us even more ideas and how to expand on what they just created. You know, I took the, I, I saw the book that she made and I said, wow, for those kids who are artistic and like to draw, they can make one of those, uh, you know, the flip books when you, you have different um, characters moving in different, it could be that kind of book. It doesn't necessarily have to be writing. It could be a comic book. It could be, you know, so many different kinds of books if they want to create. Yo, yeah, it's, it's really nice. Mm -hmm. And again, you make the children to feel uh, important too. Right. Uh, it, throughout my career in several different uh, companies before coming back to education, finally with Coded Minds, it was always the situation where people would openly say, oh, no, yeah, feel free to be a leader, feel free to come up with things. But then when you go and come up with things and you create new systems, people really don't give much of attention they don't really encourage you or even recognize your efforts right so you like the world crushes a little bit of that leadership spirit if the manager or the supervisor is not prepared to absorb and make good use of it but if we do that when children are again fairly young and engaged they understand that there will be moments where unfortunately because people around are not really interested in what they're doing their leadership initiative are not going to be well recognized. However, when they find the right spot there where a lot of people will get interested, then they're going to literally collect all the laurels, right, of that victory. So that is that is on spot there, Alexa. So that's very good that you guys are doing it. I, it's awesome. I love it. <laughs> now, one of the, the things that I always am very curious about, especially because we are a tech company and ed tech and most of our educational pieces, they will gravitate towards the ISTEAM, right? Innovation, yeah. science, technology, engineering, arts, and mathematics. And that usually involves a little bit of Minecraft and Ozobots and all of those kinds of interesting things. I would like to take a moment to talk here about our regular classic childcare uh, kind of a programming without technology especially coming since you mentioned already that kids can do soccer games and whatnot into the gross motor section so what do you guys do there at Benting to promote anything that's not technology so we have different um we do make use of going outdoors as well um sometimes we create games like um on the gym side we'll do ping pong uh, math game you know we set up cups and ping pong with ping pong balls you know they have to do addition and things like that we try to promote uh we we have these awesome nets you know so they can play soccer um even when it's cold out we always try to get them moving and active um before settling in like before having circle time we give them the opportunity to play some line tag as they call it or freeze tag, kind of get their wiggles out, you know, um, for gross, mo um, just different things. We also have a lot of toys. 
we have these ginormous, <laughs> and I, I say ginormous, Jenga blocks. And, you know, they, they build, they build, uh, they don't just play Jenga with it. They build, you know, high, high, tall skyscraper towers, <laughs> these giant blocks. They measure their height. Um, we do obstacle courses as, as well. Sometimes us educated, will set it up there and, you know, they have a little obstacle course they can, they can go through if they wish to participate. Um, and yeah, outside we have use of the playground. We have use of the field. Uh, sometimes half the kids will be in the field, half in the playground. Um, uh, sometimes all in the playground, they all sometimes want to play a game in the playground or we bring out soccer balls so many different there's so many things that um we love like we love doing things uh active things basketball's another one mm -hmm. <laughs> we I love bet. That. and sometimes we incorporate spelling into that you know the game horse yes yes, you, yes 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 so we uh instead of using the word horse sometimes we let them pick a word that they, you know, they're comfortable with or want to spell or, you know, and yeah, just different things that we try to, you know, we still try to incorporate learning, but with movements, yeah. you know, with different movements so they can stay active, and, but still learn at the same time and still keep their minds going, you know, using their whole bodies. <laughs> exactly. And, and that's very important that you mentioned that, Alexa, and it's an educational piece that not everyone is aware if you get a child and you just go to play soccer with a child and again, the child is just, you know, tumbling and tripping. Oh, but the kids are just playing. No, no. There is a lot of learning that is happening for the gross motor side of it, right? Mm -hmm. Children, I would like to think that all of them are doing that, but I can't really say, right? They have that uh, even subconscious kind of uh, a thinking where, oh, if I ran too fast, maybe I'm going to lean a little too forward and then I might trip. And then they're not going to be doing that next time, right? Mm -hmm. So even though if you just, oh, let's go to the fields and go into the playground, there is learning if they fall. There is learning if they get hurt. There is learning if they, out of the blue, just, you know, make something that's a little bit too silly and everybody laughs and that, that's kind of a, a shrugging moment. But yeah. the, the child brain is there. It's kind of uh, absorbing everything and trying to come up with strategies, even not only to cope, but also to adapt, to become better. And if you add the learning aspect, whatever it is, like the game horse, for example, kids can connect to different neural pathways. Like, as you're saying, the, the movement with the learning, which will be making the learning process extremely easier for them. Now that they have eyes, ears, and of course the movement integrated into one specific activity. Yeah, so it's, exactly. it's again, it's, that's just me being uh, a little of a neuroscience here, but just to show uh, the listeners that yes, there is learning in pretty much everything that uh, a child can do in one of those programs. So if you just look from the outside and you say like, oh, the kids are just playing soccer, um, they could. And in all honesty, I don't want to be the, the, the person who is telling that, you know, <laughs> things happen for a reason, no, but chances are there's a lot of internal learning that the children doesn't even know it's happening. The adults doesn't know it's happening. But next time that child goes to play the same game, like a soccer, etc., something would have changed. And that's yep. something 
is that passive learning that happens because it's happening all the time. Yeah, well, even with, yeah, exactly like you say, soccer coordination, you know, you're thinking about where you're taking the ball, how you're maneuvering it with your foot. Um, there's always learning in every kind of physical activity that, and it's just, a yeah, just, I love it. <laughs> Perfect. And I, I think that's a good wrap here, Alexa. We touch base in a lot of topics like technology, leadership, and uh, of course, the, the gross motor side and all the learning. And uh, as I like to, to finish the podcast, I always would like to give the listeners a little bit of a take-home message, and I'll usually start. So I'm going to continue starting. <laughs> so for me here, uh, friends, if you're looking for a, a program, uh, my suggestion is look for a program that is going to be complete. I know that there's a lot of programs out there with a lot of interesting things, but I, of course, can say about CoderMinds because I work here. We try to integrate all those sides that comes from the iSteam education focused in all the other uh, standards that licensing wants us to have, like gross motor skills, cultural integration, like the Halloween uh, ev uh, event and activities that Alexa mentioned. And all of that trying to focus on how can we add that value? How can we add that learning piece to children while they are having fun? Fun developing a challenge on Minecraft. Fun while playing a soccer game or fun even while taking a leadership position where, oh, I want to play with Clay. And then out of the blue, everyone is playing with Clay in the program. <laughs> so that's my take home message, Alexa. What do you think? What's yours? My take home message is, you know, for the old, you know, parents, don't be scared to try iSteam at home. Don't be scared to try Minecraft at home. You know, it's not just, it's not just a game. It's, <laughs> it's not just a game. And, you know, don't, um, even you, you, some, some may think it's silly, you know, some may think it's awesome, but give it a try experiments you know don't be scared to try it gets messy it gets messy but it's fun it's you know uh you me uh experiments that i've done with the kids uh that i used to do when i was younger i learned new things now that i didn't learn back <laughs> you know you it's nice to try my take-home message is you know explore google i steam google what it means uh explore more about it and you know be open to learning more about it and it's um it's a beautiful program it really is a beautiful program and um yeah i go ahead and try i think just go and try it the kids love it even adults love it <laughs> it's for all, it's for all ages to be honest <laughs> but alexa to echo what you're saying there uh my parents when i was young and i was very introverted and i played a lot of video games uh, again no one, mom, dad, uh, other family members, they never thought that video games would be something good for me. And I can say, and I know I'm biased, but I can say that nowadays, my ability, again, even to speak English, because again, I'm from Brazil and most of the games that I played, they were in English. My train of thought to solve puzzles and to solve challenges, they, they all were born when I was playing video games, exposed to things that were not part of the same old, same old, boring things at school, for example, that I was not good at. So if parents don't see video game as something good, I, I respect, I understand, but I echo Alexa, try, give it a shot. There is value. 
I got from Brazil to here, Canada, being the head of operations into the company. And I am still a big gamer. You know, so <laughs> just just try, food for thought here. Yeah, no, exactly. Give it a try, guys. <laughs> Give it a try. <laughs> Perfect. And with that in mind, friends, this is Nick Zituni over and out. Thank you for listening to us today. All right, guys, I hope you have a great day and I hope you enjoyed the podcast and Google Coded Minds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>